Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, our sweet fans. Welcome to the Ebony Group Chat Podcast. Um, it's your girl, Queen V. Uh, Varen Bergen is present. And Faith is here. Yeah, we are so happy that our fans are tuning in. Um, this podcast has been a lot of work in the making. Um, this podcast is a dedicated safe space to Black women, Black men, and obviously our allies to our community. If for some reason you don't fit in any of those categories, um, you know, we're not really sure why you're here, but that's cute. Like The shade. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Like, we welcome you with open arms. Maybe you'll learn something. So, yeah. <laughs> Follow us on social media. Yeah. I'm Faith A underscore. Show us some love. Varen, what's your Instagram? Yeah, it's at Varen Bergen. Um, if you don't follow our personals and you're following our group chat account, that's fine. That's not fine. That, it's yeah, not. But it's actually not. We see you. Just know that we see you right now. We check. We check. We check. <laughs> We're checking it. Um, this podcast is going to be available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So if you need to know where this is, because I know you guys are going to be tuning in twice a month, this is where it's going to be available. It is. So welcome to the Ebony Group Chat, y'all. Woo! <laughs> Recording. Welcome back, y'all. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Ebony Group Chat. Yes, welcome, welcome, you guys. Happy 2022. Um, it's been a while since we chatted with you, and we're so happy to be back, starting our, our years off right, best foot forward. We're ready to chat. We're ready to unpack everything with the group chat. Yes, we are. Um, we hope you guys had a great start to your new year. We know that 2021 was kind of chaotic, but... There were a lot of um, good things that happened in 2021. Um, yeah. What happened in 2021 for me, if I did a recap, I graduated, got my MPH, educated girl right here, um, and a lot of traveling in 2021. And I'm really happy I got to do that, um, aside from being in a pandemic and was able to stay healthy until the end. Um, but yeah, I think my most proud accomplishment uh, 2021 was definitely um, graduating with my MPH. What about you, Lee? Um, yeah, big congrats to Miss Faith, as always. Um, that is a huge accomplishment. It is something that I want to shout from the rooftops always because it's so huge. It's so important. And I'm really proud of you. Um, biggest accomplishment for me was I got a promotion. Very overdue. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so that was like probably the best thing that happened to me this year. Um, making more money. Um, <clears throat> I have plans to buy my first, well, not my first, cause I'm going to buy my Gucci bag this Friday and I'm super excited. I still um, tell them how, okay. So if you, y'all don't follow V on social media, first of all, that's the time and make sure you follow her. Yeah, She's period. probably one of the most annoying people because she literally enters every like sweepstakes and giveaway. Yeah all the time and they're always on her story and people would always make fun of her for it including me yeah and she won like over a thousand dollars the other day correct that you know I think for me I think the most important takeaway is I will do anything to secure the bag I don't really care um if it's free money I mean it's free money so I'm obviously gonna enter mm. um and I want a couple of things on Instagram like I won like three or four things this year so I'm feeling pretty good but I did win twelve hundred dollars 
And I was going to um, just treat myself to the Gucci bag earlier in 2021. but I decided to be financially smart and not do that and just like save up so I can meet my goals and everything. Um, and God is great. I won $1,200. So I was like, okay, well, this is absolutely warranted. So I'm going to go buy a Gucci bag um, on Friday. So I'm super excited. But yeah, I'm super excited about the promotion. It was a good year. Nonetheless, I didn't do anything on New Year's. But, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, it doesn't matter as long as I'm safe and it's all good. And I've been participating in dry January. That's why I'm not sharing a glass of wine with you right now, Faith. Um, it's terrible. It's going terrible so far. Like I've luckily like haven't craved a glass of wine yet, but I do miss drinking. And like, <laughs> like I miss having a mimosa on Sundays and I haven't had a mimosa in two Sundays now. And it's driving me crazy. That's actually like not you at all. No, I, I always religiously have like a mimosa on Sundays. So it's been, it's been good. I've been working out twice a day. Um, just really trying to start the, the year off on the right foot. Yeah. And my, one of my best friends is getting married at the end of the month as well. So I'm also trying to like look good for my bikini bod. Cause y'all know I'm about you posting a ton of pics when I'm in Mexico, but we know, we know, yeah, we all know. So, but yeah, it, it's been a, it was a good 2021. Um, Christmas was good. I didn't do anything really I was just home um but I, I'm, I'm happy to start off 2022 right um better than 2021 so yeah I'm feeling good and I already think that we are starting off 2022 better because 2021 did not start off with a terrorist attack at the White House so facts 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 yes that is yeah good start 2022 I had an okay Christmas break um I had COVID y'all I'm good now. I'm COVID free. Um, but I did test positive over the break and I wasn't able to go home and see my family. It was my first Christmas away from my family in my entire life. Um, and it was different. Um, honestly, I don't know if I missed out on anything. Um, because I think everyone was afraid of COVID during that time. The, um, rates have drastically increased. Um, so I would say if you've been anywhere outside of your home or with anyone and you haven't worn a mask, just go get tested um, and stay safe, y'all. They're really um, recommending everyone wear these like N95 masks now. If you don't have access to that, try to get access to one. I don't have one. Um, I don't time to get there but try to order one I ordered some um a week before Christmas mine still haven't come yet but they're supposed to come next week and I'm super excited but just try to order them because or you know what go to a hospital I'm sure they have them there I'm sure or if we're connected to some type of campus like um GW is giving them out away for free so I'm going to see if I can you know still use my little um it's hard to get uh, a mask because your girl needs one um, so yes, just stay safe in these COVID times. Um, but yeah, um, so let's talk 2022 goals and like what we hope to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there are a lot of things I want to accomplish this year. Last year, I said I was going to have 10K in my savings by the end of the year. And I mean, I don't know what, again, we're in, we're coming up, we're on year three of the pandemic. Um, I don't know how I keep spending my money. And it's probably because I'm doing shit like buying Gucci bags and, you know, taking myself shopping for no reason and always getting my nails done. But I did not save out 10K in 2021. I saved up close, but not 10K. So 
um, that's my, that's all my goal for this year. Um, and I also really want to get back into focusing on my, uh, fitness and health goals. I think that eating out was kind of a big part of 2021 and I'm trying to really get back to meal prepping, really focusing on, um, eating my fatty meats and my healthy vegetables and my healthy fats. So, um, yeah, basically fitness and financials need to be in check. Um, yeah. And then I also, I told Faith this, I really want to get back because I deleted TikTok summer of 2020 because I was addicted and it was aggressive addicted. Like I would go on for like four hours a day, send Faith like 30 videos every single time I'd go on. So I back on TikTok, but like I have the app to like shut down on me after 25 minutes every single day, which I'm really proud of. Um, so I'm trying to get back on TikTok and like start posting. So, um, yeah, you'll see some content from me on TikTok. They're probably all going to be really stupid, but those are my, those are my goals. Yeah, you've just posted recently. I just saw a video today. Yeah, they're not like anything like good or anything, but I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm going back on the app, you know? I think it's fun. Well, so yeah, yeah those yeah, are my very fun with TikTok too. Like, I like it. No, I know. I mean, I loved it. Like, Faith literally just posted one too, where it was like, she took herself on on a date or like a day in the life of Faith. And it, again, like, it's really cool to see a lot of Black women, like, this is what I do. And this is what I, I, I really enjoy. Like I love black TikTok and I love luxury it black TikTok. Oh, I'm addicted. Why like I can spend all day on TikTok is mm-hmm. just like seeing black women thrive and just I be love it. like living luxury is everything. Yeah. So those are my, those are my cute little loose goals. I'm trying not to be too hard on myself, but um yeah, yeah I think for me similar to you my finances I have to get that back to control uh one I spiraled because I was traveling so much at one point in 2021 I traveled for six weeks straight like I would fly somewhere come back on a Monday and by Wednesday I was on another plane it was actually chaotic and really bad for like my mental health mm-hmm. um and like May or April and then you just like kept going yeah it was not something I kept on going then took a short break um for like a week or two traveled again took another short break and it was like I literally feel like I lived at the airport this past summer like it was just crazy because it was six weeks nonstop, and then a short break then another one then another one and I'm like it really broke my bank um and I'm trying to be wiser with my money this year and actually answer the calls of my financial advisor who I've been avoiding um so I want to get back into being serious about that I also want to get back in the gym I've taken a month break because someone stole my apple watch no one stole it I lost it yeah no one stole it you have to be very clear um it's in her car and I think the apple watch is dead you guys and she just like isn't looking for it well enough in her car it's just in her car and I'm not someone stole it someone stole it that's that's what I'm telling myself (laughs) it's in it really guys the location is in her vehicle so someone stole it someone stole my car with my apple watch then returned my car with my apple watch that's what happened it's rigged (laughs) <laughs> yeah so once I find my Apple Watch um I'm just I'm getting back in the gym um those of you that had me on Apple Watch um as a friend see that I 
I'm a workout guru. I love working out and being fit. Um, so I'm gonna get back into that. Uh, one of my goals this year is to take a heels class and also um, choreograph a dance routine. Um, I don't know if I ever shared this on the podcast before, but I used to be really into dance. I was a jazz, tap, and hip hop dancer as a kid. Um, and I really haven't danced um, like with choreography since maybe like my sophomore year of college. And I really wanna get back into it. Um, another thing I'm going to do this year is take a public speaking course, um, and get some public speaking coaching because I haven't really done a lot of public speaking since being an undergrad and I actually love public speaking because I like attention. Um, so I want to get back into that. And then this year I also want to take a, my first solo trip, which I might do in the next coming weeks. Um, I've just been on Google flight tracker and just seeing what flights are cheap to any random destination. Um, so stay tuned y'all on the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I also want to show a little bit more of my authentic and goofy self on Instagram. Those of you who have my Twitter or Snapchat and stuff like that, see more of the like goofy side of faith, um, on Instagram, honestly, that's just to show off. And I want people to see like more of the real me on the app. And I want to actually journal a lot more this year. That was a lot. Um, but I'm not telling you all the rest of my goals because I know your business. I like that side of you because, um, yeah, you're literally always clouded. So I, I'm just, I, I love that you're going to bring a little more of that than the literal black model that I see on Instagram, which is also fine. Yeah. Uh, once, I just want to like, yeah, I feel like my Instagram is like, this girl. It, it's, comes always, like, it's like look after look after look. Yes. And I'm like, I'm a goofy. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like my Instagram gives off very chaotic. Like I'm always, I feel like it's not even that I post a lot. It's more of my yeah. stories. I'm always just like, just a psycho. Which yeah. is I feel like that, if they had your Twitter, girl. No, I true. That's true. I feel like people know. Tweets, y'all, it's her name on Twitter. It's like why and how down to her profile picture. Every day I log on, I'm like, why? How? One thing about me. I commit to the why and how. Why are you like this? Right now, my Twitter name is Balsamic Vinegar. Um, to give props, and we are standing in solidarity with Elmo because I don't know if you guys are on Twitter or on TikTok. Um, but Elmo had major beef in 1999 with Rocco, and this beef is warranted because Rocco is not alive. He is a rock. He's not even a he. He's a they. Um. I'm gonna use his pronouns, but he's a rock. She, he, they, they are a rock. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, please catch up on that. Catch up on it because I'm still mad that um, Elmo didn't get that oatmeal cookie. Oh my gosh, that was so wrong. They did, I know. Like, how is the rock gonna eat? I know. It's a rock. It's a rock. It's, it doesn't have feelings. It it was, it's really, these are really good videos. If you have not seen them, please get on it right now because it's very important. You will probably be in tears. I, 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 my entire timeline is just Elmo. So, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I love hearing about all those goals. I can't wait to see all that stuff on Instagram and that you're journaling more. I know you love journaling. Um, okay. So we've got a couple shows to recap on. Um, let's start with insecure. So insecure end of season five, y'all has come to an end. Um, and again, if you have not, this is, okay, this is the spoiler. So just don't listen if you haven't listened to the final 
episode. Just um, for them, because why haven't you finished it? Come on now. No, I know. I'm just more of saying if someone like for some reason hasn't like this is where they. Okay, like, they should have seen it by now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's literally everywhere. Um, okay, so a lot of big takeaways for me. Um, I've been really vocal about the fact that Molly is the person that I identify with probably the closest um, out of um, everyone in Insecure, and I was really happy to see that Molly got her fairy tale end- ending, um, and she just like grew immensely. Like she is a completely different person than she is season one. Like, I love to see how much she just really like brought herself back a little bit, wasn't super anal about just random things that just do not matter. Um, And she just found her equal. Like, I loved that she didn't have to make excuses for the person that she was with or anything, um, overanalyze something. Like she just really had somebody that was there for her. And I was really, I was, I was really emotional at that point. And then I also was super emotional to see Issa and Molly, like their little conversation in the bathroom. That one, like I sobbed and it just, oh gosh. Cause especially cause of like how much their relationship was so rocky in the last season. Um, yeah, it, it was, I was very, very happy. I have mixed feelings about Issa and Lawrence. So I'll let you kind of talk on your feelings so that we can get into Lawrence and Issa. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So I did tell B that I like finished season five, like whenever it aired, right? And then right after I finished season five, I went back and we watched the whole series again. Mm-hmm. And I changed my mind and a lot of uh, a lot of initial thoughts I first had shared with you. I forgot that Issa went back to Daniel after she cheated on Lawrence and she lived with him for a short period of time. And to me, now I'm mad that, like, she and Lawrence are, like, back together. And, like, you know, love is love. But, like, oh, like, I'm still mad at Issa for that. Yeah. It's like. I also forgot about that. Like, yeah. texted me was when I was like, oh. Yeah. Completely <laughs> forgot. So it changes my sentiment on a lot of things. Um, and then with, like, Molly, she did grow tremendously. And I credit her for that. And I'm really happy that she mentioned that she ended up with her equal. And especially, like, her financial equal uh, and I'm so so happy for her and I'm so sad that her mom died at the end um, I do think that Tiffany is not happy in her marriage or her life um, and it just shows that a lot of people only show you the surface level and I think that in their friendship I don't know if Kelly dug deep with her to like actually figure out like is her friend really really happy Mm-hmm. Tiffany says a lot of subtle things that are actually major that just get pushed over um and so yeah I don't know about how I feel about her happy ending but Kelly happy for her and like yeah. you never know like who you may meet in life it may change your outlook on life because Kelly never wanted kids but she's this amazing man and she wants his kids mm-hmm. and that just shows you how much like your life can change because of like one person in one instance um so yeah, I'm so sad that Insecure ended. And what I really loved about Insecure was how real and authentic it was. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced or anything, but it was like something I could relate to in each episode. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was like really, really unique. Um, I'm sad that it's ending because like now I'm like, what am I going to watch? Um, but there are some new shows that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that are coming up um, in 2022. The Insecure... It, it, it had a hard place in my heart for the last five years, for sure. Yeah, it did. I I think that, so I want to touch on a couple things and they can get on to the next show. But yeah, I mean, it was hard for me, like in the end, seeing Lawrence and Issa. I was like, okay with it. 
um, only because I was like, okay, well, they both grew. They got to the point where they were able to like se separate aside and like really prioritize the relationship and kind of coexist with him having a child. But when Faith went ahead and like rewatch, which I want to do, I want to do at some point. I just literally don't have time at this point. Um, I'm juggling too many shows right now. But um, that was such a thing that I completely forgot about how much mess happened in season one and season two. Like I completely forgot about oh, that. Yes. And so when you touched me, that, I was like, ooh, Isa, I forgot about that. Because in my head, I, I, I guess I kind of just like blocked that out of my memory. But I was like, Isa, you should not be with Lawrence. Like, don't go to him at all you know and then I kind of forgot about all the shit that she also did as well so you know I guess I'm content with them both like kind of growing up and realizing yeah uh, but I was super depressed when they like talked to Tiffany I don't like Amanda Seals or Sales or whatever but Tiffany's storyline got real dark really quick mm -hmm. like it could it deserve I think her little remember when she like had the postpartum depression yes there was that and then when obviously they just got up and moved to Denver and the way she touched on the fact that it, obviously Denver is all Caucasian it's very very white there's no black people there this is a known thing and she just basically sits in the house all day like she she and she doesn't have any black friends anymore it's just her and they all kind of just like laughed and like moved on and it was her birthday and it was just that was like dark to me and I was like that's sad I'm sad that you didn't get your happy ending you know um and then on top of that so loved kelly i wish kelly got her own i want her to have like a little spinoff or even just a different show where she's just the main character i would love to see that but she I was so hands down the funniest character easily all her all the one-liners come from her in the show um so yeah i was super happy about that and then yeah that's about it yeah. um I also think, okay, Nathan, I was never a fan of Nathan. I just mm -hmm. feel like him and Issa had zero chemistry and it was like forced. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just didn't feel any type of spark between them. I do think that he has a lot of growing to, especially in terms of emotional intelligence. Yes. Because he really, I, I think he had, had bipolar disorder or something like that. I yeah. do feel like he needs to like seek therapy and stuff and like, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you can't just always pull away because of your mental health. Like, yeah, share that with your partner, but then like also seek help for yourself and recognize that if you're not able to be in a relationship with somebody, mm -hmm. say that from the jump. Yeah. I, I think that I see where everyone says like, oh, I don't think they had enough spark or whatever. I think Nate really had spark with mm -hmm. Issa. I don't think Issa really had spark with he was just kind of there and was able to fill that hole for her literally and figuratively um but yeah, it was just like that yeah that, that's what I felt like it was to Issa and then she wanted to feel like something and that's mm -hmm. why she like made it into more than what it was personally yeah, even like the I love you situation it was like that was wild forced. That was, was very very forced yeah very forced and also just like kind of showed Issa being you know she's she really wanted that comfort um so so yeah that was that was kind of my take on it but that being said um it was still a great show we're very sad it's over um and if you haven't watched watch and if you've already watched restart if you have time um you'll probably notice a lot more things that's it's on my to-do list I think I'm going to try to do probably next month I just don't have time right now because I'm preparing for this I have a wedding at the end of the month and it's just a lot um 
But anyway, so on to some new 2022 shows to watch. We have. Wait, do you want to touch base on um, Bachelorette real quickly? Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, let's talk Bachelorette. Uh, Miss Michelle ended up with Nate's fine ass. And there's a lot we can talk about, but I'm going to summarize quickly in my own sentence and just say I'm happy that it was a Black couple, you know that ended, that got engaged. I love to see that. I was very shocked to see that they just passed out 200K. I love that for them. This makes me want to apply, you know, like what? But love that for them. They're probably gonna buy a gorgeous home on Lake Minnetonka, guaranteed. Um, I still am pretty firm on the fact that I'm wishing for Michelle to find a circle of black women in Minnesota. I know it's difficult. I know that firsthand, but I do know that it's possible. You can find at least just one. I would love to see that for her. Um, just because I think it'll, I think it'll really help her. So that's all, that's my takeaways from yeah. Ms. Michelle. So. Um, my takeaways, I knew she was in the pick Nate's. I, Brandon seemed to Force and he also seemed like he would get like jealous really easy and could be manipulative. I really wanted her to actually choose um Joe. I thought that they were a better match. Uh, but I am happy for that. And I do think that 200 k that um, ABC gave them was partly because like they filmed during a pandemic, and so there was a lot that they couldn't do. Um, because I'm watching Clayton season right now and the first date like they went on a yacht but first they had an airplane helicopter ride or whatever and the helicopter landed on the yacht so that says a lot essentially um but I am really happy for her I also do wish she find at least one black friend female friend specifically I did peep that she has some black male friends but there's a difference between having black male friends who all their friends are either, either white or black light skin and then like you're their one black friend who is light skin because you do benefit from colorism um and so I do really wish that she finds a nice circle of black friends because I don't know it was kind of disappointing for me to like watch the episode where her friends came on the show and they were just white um so that was very very that's horrifying and it was really horrifying honestly um, but I do wish her and the best. Younger than her. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having younger friends. I just was like, okay, you know, like you're, I mean, if you're at the point where you're getting engaged, you know, on TV, I don't know. I would love to see more older maturity. I don't know. So how was that? Yeah. But happy for her, Nate, his fine ass, you know. Mm-hmm. Clean's hot. You know, Clean's right, if you ever become single, follow me on Instagram, faith a underscore. I'm really excited to see what happens on Bachelor in Paradise because I'm hoping all of our chocolate men come back on. Yes. But if you guys follow any of them, so me and Faith were keeping close tabs this weekend. All of them had a meetup in Austin. And lo and behold, this is this is this is why black women have such a hard time trusting black men. And I feel so comfortable saying this because this has been a, a very large struggle in my life. And I'm not saying that's like the reason why Jake and I are together, but the reason why I was open to dating white men is because black men typically did never gave me as a dark skinned woman the time of day, the ones that I had contact with. Um, But lo and behold, all of like the top six contenders, top six, top seven contenders 
All of them were black men, obviously on Michelle's season. They're all in Austin and they're videotaping, you know, them at the club, having a good time. And not a single black woman, not a single person of color, excuse me, I'm gonna correct myself. Not a single woman of color or black woman was around them. It was all white women. And that's so telling to me, you guys. This is the problem. This is why I'm upset. Like that made me so angry and so pissed off because I'm like, you guys went on national TV claiming about how you wanted a black woman and how they under, they, she understood your past as a colored mm. person or yeah. a black person in America. And that, that to me was very telling. Like we see each other. I'm uncomfortable. Okay, Nini, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was a little crazy to me because there was an episode where Michelle talked about how she feels unseen as a black woman. Correct. Black men. And how that's the experience for a lot of black women. Yeah. And then we see them all link up together in Austin. And I'm watching their, their stories. I'm like, dang, all y'all just sitting here surrounded by these white women talking to these white women. And it's like, you guys all were on the show tell Michelle how like you see her as a black woman and you want black girls to feel that way too but it's like y'all just are saying shit just to say shit and like not actually following suit with your actions so that was a little crazy to me especially because I saw Leroy you know I might have to unfollow you because of that but you know I I had to unfollow him it was so hurtful to see Leroy there Mm -hmm. I still follow PJ because he wasn't involved probably because daddy was working you know being a firefighter and all that PJ you were yeah that was that one that one hurt I was Rodney Mr. I'm not surprised at Rodney Mr. Good Guy you know again I was only honestly watching that story the only person I was really shocked at was Leroy yeah that's true nobody else surprised me because they all gave off like that kind of vibe to me but um anyways I am watching Clayton's season it is boring and it is kind of messy and drama um Mm -hmm. It is really, really boring. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I I watch it when I'm working and I like barely skim it. Like, it's just good background TV. I'm watching this to watch um, because the black women on his season are drop dead gorgeous. And Clayton Loki, if they didn't already give the previews of who the top three women are, Clayton likes some black women. I ain't gonna play with you the black old girl got the first kiss and everything like he's really into these black women like and you can tell a lot of these blondes are pressed and mad about it yes they are yes they are mm-hmm. but i'm here for I'm like okay clay and i'm like dang if i knew it was like that i would have signed up for your season i would have signed you up honestly because i it's yeah i'll just say that it's the season's not doing much for me um not doing I, yeah, I haven't even like been texting people well because I'm like, okay, well, it's just it's I'm gonna watch it to watch it because I stand Clayton. Honestly, I, I know he's a basic white man, but the man is fine. Okay, he is. Um, but yeah, the season's not really doing much for me at all. So I'm really interested to see what they're gonna do with this afterwards. If it's gonna be a bachelor or another bachelorette, I, I really wanna, I wanna know. I wanna know. Uh, yeah. So that's about all on batch talk. Um. So, new black shows though so i don't know if y'all have heard there's this new show called abbott elementary on abc um i forgot her name but it's starting okay. that one okay starting the one girl if you ever seen that one video that went viral a couple years ago where she was on a date to the movies with a guy and like he's ordering like popcorn and stuff and he's like let me get a large popcorn a large drink and she's like a large oh my god he got money that girl money money <laughs> 
she's um starting and it's honestly hilarious it's also starting the dude from everybody hates chris i'll never forget when that show came out and for years no one knew his name and they just called him everybody hates chris and so yeah. then i would see him on on tv or on different shows i'd be like hey that's everybody hates chris, hates chris. yes that's exactly um, that when i watched the first trailer mm-hmm. about it elementary i was like oh that's the dude from everybody hates chris he's all grown up yeah. now I literally just finished watching Everybody Hates Chris um, last week, and it was a really good show to watch. What's it on? It's on Hulu. I actually just picked it up, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, so Ooh. I would just rewatch it. It was really it was hilarious. I Yeah, that, that was the show that I we always had on while growing up, but I would love to watch it, like, start to finish. Um, it is so funny. That'd be, great. that'd be a great show, because Jake cool. didn't hasn't seen all of it. He's only seen a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that'd be a good show for us to watch because I miss that show a lot. That show is out of pocket. Oh, I honestly, my inspiration for that show right now in 2022 when it comes to saving money is Julius the dad. Mm-hmm. That's energy right there. I'm like, I need him to be my financial advisor. Yes, yes. At one point. Um, but at elementary, it's literally about um, inner city school um, and the teachers that work there. I haven't really seen The Office like that, maybe like one or two episodes of The Office, but it's very similar to like shows like The Office and Parks and Rec. And it is hands down hilarious. It's Black people. So like that makes it 10 times more funny. Yeah. Um, and it's also the mom from Malisha's in there. I forgot her name. Um, but it's just honestly so, so funny. Um, the first episode came out like um, before the holidays, but now um, it's on every Tuesday on ABC. And I just watch it on Wednesday mornings after it airs on Hulu. Um, but I absolutely love the show. It's very, very good. I was very impressed. Um, they they kind of got me hooked on the trailers just by that. And then I watched, I actually literally just watched every single episode yesterday. Um and it's so good, you guys. Um, yeah, if you're a big fan of The Office or Parks and Rec or just kind of like that dynamic of shows where it's a t- like it's it's a recording of everyday life. And the thing that's so crazy too about it, which is so funny, it's like obviously we have all these black leads, so they're killing it and they're already naturally funny. Um, but another thing that they touch on is everything that they touch on about teachers and a school is true. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like painfully true. You know, so I I think that almost everyone will understand it because we've all been a kid once. We've all we all have friends that are teachers, or we have people that we know in our life are teachers. So I think it, it's a it's a great show. I already promoted it on my Instagram. I literally, I think it's so great. Yeah. So everyone needs to go watch that. It's a super quick show too. Like there's only three episodes out. Every single episode I think is only like thirty minutes long. Um, so it, it's pretty quick. Yeah, and I like it's it's a comedy essentially, but I, it does touch on a lot of the like reality of public schools, especially inner city schools, not having enough funding. Um, a lot of like the infrastructure in these schools, and how like a lot of these teachers and God bless teachers all across America and the world, because I think they have one of the hardest jobs yeah. ever, and have to work with what they have. And so like one of the episodes was like they didn't have enough scissors or like paint um, for all the students to have, and how like they just were able to make do with what they had. Um, and so it does they make jokes out of it and it's funny yeah. but then, like sometimes I'm like dang that is so sad and so real and like I went to school in the suburbs so like there's a lot of things that I didn't experience um but like I spent two years after college working um in the inner city schools and it is a drastic difference mm-hmm. yeah I volunteered in high school at a uh inner city school in my um 
in my uh, hometown. And yeah, it's a, it's a very large difference. And then on top of that, um, you know, just seeing my friends that are teachers that work at inner city schools. Um, it's a, it's a great show. It's a lot of reality. So I definitely recommend watching it. Um, another show that we have on the list is Grand Crew. Faith, you want to speak to that? Yeah. Okay. So Grand Crew, um, it's supposed to be a little bit similar to Insecure, but more, mm-hmm. perky, I guess. Yeah. I think some of the writers have our work have worked on Grand Crew, uh, mm-hmm. from Insecure. I honestly could not get to the first episode. It's supposed to be centered on like black male friendships. Um, and I do want to talk about the tweet by um, whose husband? Cynthia Bailey's husband. A couple weeks ago, he made a tweet about how it's a show. Um, but how come black men don't have shows like this that center on black male friend groups? And my thing is, if you're about it and you're with money, put your money where your mouth is and mm-hmm. get some writers together because there's plenty of talented black men in Hollywood who want to write stories like this. So then go and do it because clearly black women saw a need for something and they went and created the show that's why we have shows like girlfriends insecure mm-hmm. um, i can't name any other shows off the top of my head right now but um there he was complaining essentially about why there haven't been shows for black men and it's mm-hmm. like but black women create these shows for themselves so maybe it's upon black men to go and create those shows yeah and that's what grand crew was about personally i could not get through the first 30 minutes of grand crew it was so cringe mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that's because it's on NBC and if they were on a platform similar to Stars or HBO, they would have more creative control and yeah. not like cater to such um, a wide audience um, yeah. and be a little bit more PG because it is on NBC versus like mm-hmm. on a platform like HBO. Uh, but I don't know. It's on Hulu. I think so like you can watch it, but I personally don't think I'm going to be watching it again because I just thought the f- it was way too cringe. Um, I haven't started it. it. It's on my plan. I don't have any plans this weekend. So, um, that's my plan is to watch the first episode. I, it's been on my list and I know that it's been crazy, but I've just been crazy with life and work and stuff. Um, and so sometimes I just don't have time, but Grand Crew is on my list. I know it's cringe, but I'm going to try it out because you can't hurt to try it. But, um, that tweet going back to touch on it before we move on to the next thing, that was probably one of the most annoying tweets to me. Because yet again, I feel as if the narrative right now is trying to, this isn't a real word, epitomize, but victimize Black men because they don't have something that Black women do. And that gets under my skin. Like it really does because right now I feel like for the first time ever, like the last two, three years, I've seen Black women painted as like successful create like we are obviously the creator of content like we are people that are obviously we we have our own issues social issues obviously because we're the most unprotected person on the planet but i i've been really seeing a large like engagement and seeing black women on screen a lot lot more like black leads which i've been loving but i just i hated that tweet more than anything because i was like okay yet again we have to like gear away from black women succeeding and it was right after the insecure thing which I'm like can we just have a minute to ourselves to like appreciate Issa and the rest of the creators and directors that have run this show for five years whereas now we have to like kind of go talk about black men you know Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of what got to me I I just didn't like that and I also fucking hate Cynthia Bailey's husband because I think he's a cheater and yeah 
he just kind of pisses me out. He gives me the egg. Yeah, yeah, I really, um, I do want a show catered around Batman. And I do oh, think- I do. I just, I, I just- I really, really want that. And the I way he worded it was absolutely- It was horrible. And yeah. like, I'm going to think back to like, I can't name, I mean, Atlanta, but like Atlanta is not in the same essence of something like Insecure, where right. you do see a friend group that's educated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they deserve and why. And it's like- you have to be able to find the writers who can authentically do that because mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, I don't want you anywhere near that show. I'm sorry. He okay, he really just needs to retire. I he feel like it's not bad to say that. He I don't know, he had this one interview where he talked about how he writes like his shows and scripts in like a day or two, which is why they're so crazy because he just comes up with these crazy ass scenarios. Yeah, and the budget is terrible. Yeah. And the only people that are watching it are Africans girl I like tried to get into like literally my mother <laughs> yeah it's like I mean the Medea stuff like I love the Medea stuff but oh yeah like, he got into, like, but that bit is dead now like he doesn't even do the Medea stuff anymore like, yeah he now he's this. doing the oval and sisters and it's like why, why are the black women like why is everything so negative my like, mom literally <laughs> loves sisters like I had to hurt one of her uh mother's day presents i bought her the entire first or the entire like season two or season three and she just like loves it like tunes in she tunes in live and then she has it obviously because i purchased it for her so it's it's like on amazon on her tv loves it and i'm like mom this is not it's horrible and she won't stop it's hilarious it's yeah so back when we do when y'all do get your show i won't type her nor near it something that i wouldn't mind having near a show like that 50 cent but 50 cent tends to dive into more of like the drug and like hardcore like yeah which again stuff. isn't the like light-hearted stuff that we yeah do. it's not the one thing <laughs> I do well credit 50 cent is that he does go out and find his like black talent right now I just started watching BMF and it's based on the black mafia family and of course like the leaders of that organization are in jail now but mm-hmm. he went and found their son and got to pay for some take acting classes so that he could portray his dad um, in the TV show. So you see, I forgot his name, um, whatever his name is, but he's his first time acting and 50 Cent just found him and was like, you're going to take acting classes that I'm paying for for a year or two and then you're going to start in the show. And I love that, like, he wants to find the person's son to play okay. him. And, like, that's so authentic to me. So I think that is um, really, really cool. Yeah, no, that is actually really cool. I'm going to have to. I have to keep up with Mr. 50 Cent. Um, to transition, um, what we've got planned for you guys. So if you haven't seen the show Selling Sunset, um, watch that obviously, but there is another show called Selling Tampa, which essentially is supposed to be um, the same thing. So it's a luxury uh, realty company, um, re- brokerage in Tampa, and but it's all black women. So naturally, Faith and I both have obviously watched every single episode. We've already finished it. But what we're going to do is we're going to try to record. We're going to have like a 10-minute segment every single episode moving forward to make sure that everyone like follows along and watches it. Because Selling Tampa actually has gotten like a ton of flack um, on it portraying Black women in a different light. For me, I... I always love when my screen is filled with black women. That's all I can say. So I was, I was happy with it. Um, and I think in regards to the selling portion of it, um, I mean, I think back to season one of selling sunset and yes, like how they got started was 
we sell $35 million homes. You know, it was less about the drama and just like the caddy remarks in the office and just about who could sell the best. Um, I think selling Tampa just didn't have enough time because it's clear that they're selling. It's just the focus of the first season, I think was more just like on bonding with the women because it is a brand new like brokerage, um, which I think is a little bit different with selling sunset because they 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 knew each other and they worked together for a couple of more than a couple years I think before the show even happened so um I encourage everyone to watch selling Tampa um so we're definitely going to try to do a couple of episodes on that um I think we're also going to probably collab with a few more people um to talk more about dating and relationships um yeah yeah, so stay tuned. I know that February is the month of love, so we'll have an episode yeah. on um, dating and relationships and stuff, so stay tuned for that. Um, thanks for tuning in, like always. Um, give us a follow on our Instagram page at Ebony Group Chat, and our personals, I am Faith, A underscore on Insta. And I'm Bren Bergen on Insta as well. We always appreciate your love, your comments, your DMs, um, anything, any feedback, we always appreciate it. And happy 22, guys. Peace out, y'all. We'll see y'all next month. Bye.